0: on today's episode of gathering the kings
1: if you're going to start a business or you're going to start a you know you know like i say a partnership or whatever with somebody else make sure you clearly define what you want you know make sure you have the terms worked out make sure you know how you're going to exit you know like all these things yeah. need to be figured out in advance as much as possible because if you don't figure them out then you know maybe the other person had different ideas in mind of what they wanted out of it you know what i mean and it just causes yeah. animosity and friction and it's just not a good, good situation to be in. So I would say just make, spend some time to think about what you want to do, what you want to get out of a project or a business or whatever, and then make it happen and, you know, spell it out clearly.
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. My guest today, Luke Arthur, is a fellow Midwestern boy uh, right here in Missouri, right where I'm at. And um, this guy, uh, we actually, you know, it's funny, we played basketball nearly at the same time, missed each other by a couple of years, probably played together in the same uh, same circle as kids, not really knowing it, but this dude's built a a seven-figure, solar business, and then now transitioned, still has that, but now transitioned over to worm manure. So intriguing. And, and there's so many nuggets that this guy drops from a young age around, um, the emotion behind business. And so super vulnerable podcast. And, um, I think that you'll get a lot out of this. Grab your pen and paper. Here it comes. All right, guys,
1: gathering the Kings Chaz Wolf. I've got Luke Arthur. How you doing, bro? Thanks for coming. Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to visiting with you. Yeah,
0: man. I appreciate uh another fi- a fellow Midwesterner. I know we finally figured out through our conversation that we both we both played basketball in the Midwest. Different a little different times, but Right, but right. We, yeah. We've got that long history of uh, of basketball, <laughs> man. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so you're you're here on Gathering the Kings, which means you've got a an incredible business or in your case business is. And so we want to hear about it. Tell us, tell us what your your. I know you've got a couple big ones, but tell us what your main one is, and then obviously you can share as much as you want on the other one as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess the the main one and the the biggest one or two different ones for me right now, like uh, the business that I've been growing for the last, uh, I think it's been let's see, five years now. Uh, okay. It's called Simple Solar, and we you know we install and um, sell solar and solar systems, you know, for residential and commercial properties. Um, we're in Missouri and Iowa primarily right now. Um, okay. So that one's been the biggest one. Uh, within the last year, I've been kind of transitioning my time over to my other business venture that's more more of a startup type company. It's called Simple Grow. Um, and for that one, we make uh, organic fertilizer. Yeah. So the primary product there is it's worm casting. So basically, it's like, you know, a fancy word for worm manure basically is what it is. But it, it works uh, amazingly well at growing plants, like every kind of plant you can imagine. Um, it's really big in... Organic gardening and farming um, wow! cannabis industry really loves it. Um, it it increases the yield of plants and just you know doesn't have any chemicals or anything bad yeah. It. so yeah, that's kind of kind of where my time is right now, and then I've got the simple solar thing still going, but totally Got got some people that you know help me run that one so
0: yeah, of course, and, and I'm sure we'll dive into some of that um and, and so I, speaking on the solar front, you know total side note so. I'll need to get with you about some of your solar options because we just—I just was telling you off air that we just moved into our home build. That we've been building over for over a year, yeah. and so and I've got solar on some of my other properties. So I need—I need to get with you uh, about some of your solar options because man, we've got some acreage and and uh, trying to be self-sufficient, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's really awesome, obviously for the you know the environment, but just from a numbers perspective, I mean if you're yeah if you're wanting to uh, save money over the long term, or you're going to be somewhere for a long time. It just makes sense, you know, because you're. You're getting getting rid of your electric bill basically, and you're you know buying a system that can just produce your electricity for you, you know, basically yeah. forever. So,
0: hundred percent, yeah. I've I've um, when you when you do the math to your point, it, it's almost ridiculous why anybody wouldn't do it, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> on depending on what utility you're on, like some of the rates are just you know insane now um, yeah. that you pay for electricity, and it just yeah. pays for itself fast, you know. Totally, yeah. I mean, even even states like Missouri um, have definitely
0: caught up with the cost. And, uh, and the math works every, every way I've split it. It's like, okay, I need, I need, I need solar for sure. So, yeah.
1: And some of the utilities even have rebates now. I don't know if yours did or does, you know, does now, but they'll just basically write you a check, you know, for for going solar to help pay for it. So, and then you guys tax benefits too. So
0: yeah, the tax benefits for sure. But we, um, I'm going to have to get your calendar link and get it, get a, (laughs) I'll be, I'll be, I'll be a lead for you. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, well, dude, so tell us, um, You've obviously got a lot going on with multiple businesses. Uh, I love how you said I had that solar thing, which is obviously crushing it, um, and that's that thing over there. Um, <laughs> as as a as a king in business, you know, and you got all this th- stuff going on. What motivates you now, or what drives you at this point to try something brand new? To your point, this startup, even though you've been crushing it in a totally different industry.
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. Um... When I say startup you know simple grow it's it's been around for a few years, like we started it four or five years ago, but it was kind of like a side project, you know like yeah. it wasn't a real viable business you know we just kind of we started it in my buddy's garage, you know, just making it on a small scale, just selling you know to people we know you know locally or whatever, so sure. we just kept selling out, kept selling out, we kept making more, kept selling out, so at a certain point, I was like, you know this is really could have potential to to grow and grow and grow, and there yeah. really wasn't. A lot of competition, like on a big scale um, in the Midwest, at least, to, you know, and but it could make tons and tons of this stuff. Yeah. But I did see a use case for um, like organic farming and cannabis. Um, Organic, I don't know if you guys, you know, research much into organic, but like the industry is huge. More people are buying organic stuff than ever before. More uh, farms are converting over to organic than ever before. And especially now, it's hard to find fertilizer, you know, especially that's certified organic because in order to have an organic farm, you have to uh, get inputs that are usDA certified organic for you know organic inputs, sure. so it's it's difficult to find that so with yeah. that you know in mind, I just thought you know we could ramp this thing up and scale it and really make it big and I just I kind of enjoy uh creating stuff you know what I mean like yeah I, you know i I like running business uh you know big businesses but I don't necessarily that's not what excites me, you know what I mean? Like I like yeah. the the startup phase and creating new products, creating things totally. that solve problems. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what drives me. Um and then it got to a point where we just kept getting a little bigger and bigger each year. Like basically for the last three or four years we've doubled our sales every year in Simple Grow without really doing anything. Like it just kinda grew organically from search engine marketing and <clears throat> word of mouth and stuff like that. Yeah. So I it got to a point where I was like, Well, I'm gonna have to do something because this business is either going to suffer if I if I don't focus on it or the other business is going to suffer if I, you know, try to divide myself too much. Yeah. So that's when, uh, you know, I met some, some guys that are experienced in running a solar company and, you know, talked about the issues with them and we figured out a solution to where they could help me run that while I come on over to simple grow and focus more of my time on that aspect of it. So yeah, I just like the whole building things. Uh, I saw the, you know, the big opportunity in this industry and, um, that's kind of how I got to this point. So yeah, I think every
0: entrepreneur um can relate to you in a in a certain way like of of going off into an unknown and you know creating something of nothing. And that's kind of like what you're saying when you got it started it's just like it kind of started as a side project and then and then eventually gets past side project status. Um and so I think that you know most listeners you know whether they left their job and now their business is that you know they whether they're a contractor or a, you know they they run ads on the side for somebody and, and then eventually they just get enough clients where it takes over what you were previously doing, which is in essence what you're saying, but you just have the experience of you now multiple businesses. and so we're gonna we're gonna draw on some of that as you as we talk about some of your decisions and stuff. But I think it's really cool because you're gonna give us uh, an insight of not only how you built already a seven figure business, multiple seven figure business, but then also building like in the current process of building this next thing, which is, I think is amazing because you're, you're like me, you're, you're crazy enough just to keep doing it over. over (laughs) (laughs) Does I want to do it again? I want to do it again. I want to go through that hard patch of, of creating
1: systems and hiring people and you know, all the stuff of scaling, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the fun part for me. So maybe I'm, yeah, maybe we're crazy. I don't know, but that's, (laughs) that's what I enjoy. So (laughs) yeah, I, I have been called crazy a couple of times, but, if it
0: brings me life, then that's what I'm going to do every day, you know, just after it, you know? So, so with that being said, let's, let's talk about, you know, whether it's this stage right now that you're in with Simple Grow or, you know, prior stages with, with uh, the solar, where did entrepreneurship start for you? I mean, I know, I know you went to college, you played some ball, but like, were you already side hustling back then or did it start with how you grew up? Like, tell us how, how you, how you, how you got started.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, that started when I was a kid. The very first business venture I did was a lemonade stand. I'm sure a lot of people did that, but yeah, my yeah. my dad owned a business and it was right on the main main strip in town. And so, like, I would be there during the day, just you know, hanging out and doing whatever. And I was like, hey, I'm just gonna put a lemonade stand out here on the on the front porch. And you know, we got a ton of traffic coming by, and people would just stop and buy lemonade. So yeah, I made pretty de- pretty decent change for a, you know a little kid just out there selling <laughs> lemonade cups. Yeah, man. Um, but then I also got to. You know, help my dad in his business. Like he, uh, what his business was, was installing uh, like water pumps and wells. So yeah. like, he did that. His dad did that. His dad started the business. Uh, it's been over 50 years ago. And then my dad wow. took it over and he did it for like 30 years uh, before he retired a couple years ago. So I would go out, you know, on service calls with him. And, you know, it was physical labor. It was also, you know, some sales, dealing with customers, you know, sure. customer service, stuff like that. Yeah. So I just had that ingrained in me from the beginning. And, just kind of enjoyed, you know, I didn't realize I enjoyed it at the time, you know, cause I was a kid just doing stuff. But then as I got older, I, you know, figured out that's, you know, what I like doing, uh, yeah. just something silly. I mean, we used to play like Monopoly all the time. You know, that's a game that we played as a, when I was a kid and it's yeah. like my favorite game. And it's, you know, has to do with entrepreneurship and totally. real estate and stuff like that. So I'd say those things probably contributed a lot. I'm sure they did. Do you, do you feel like,
0: um, cause it sounds like if you would go as a kid with your dad, that you probably had a, um, A relationship with your dad to where at least he was pouring into you that direction was it was it more than that like did you have this you know just incredible relationship with your dad and then he was able to pour in business mindset or was it just being around him like give us some more
1: there yeah i would say with my dad it was we did have a good relationship we do have a good relationship but it wasn't like uh Like what you were describing, I'd say just being around him and just witnessing, you know, how he worked and how he did things and like, you know, everybody knew him, everybody loved him. You know, he's just good with people, good answering questions, good at explaining things. You know, I think I just picked up on a lot of that from absorbing it. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. and I think actually, that's probably
0: more usually of the story, especially father to son, both men. And the the trans, the transmission of information through really osmosis more than anything <laughs> less less talking more more watching mm-hmm. and uh, observing like you said um, which I think is incredible that you had that opportunity and so that primed you it, it got you ready thinking about I love how you even broke it down sales you had some support you had the physical labor like different pieces of the business that you got to see from a young age
1: yeah another aspect too that I didn't touch on but like after I well I went to uh, Missouri State University and got a business degree. That was after I went to Evangel for a year, um, nice. but that taught me a lot, a lot about business. And then from there, I took a job with. Um, my, I got married to my wife uh, Jody, and her her family owned a uh, couple of. Well, I think it's up to like five different stores now in Northwest Arkansas flooring stores. Okay, so yeah. I went and worked for them, and they taught me a ton about business. Just and it, a lot of those lessons uh, applied directly over to the solar installation business that I started because. You know, it had a lot of the a lot of the same things. You have got inst- installation crews. You got sales of product. So I mean, right. I learned learned a lot about every aspect of that business. And you know, I ran the installation crews there for a while. I was in sales. Uh, started out in the warehouse. So, I mean, I just saw how all of it worked. You know, and yeah. I already had the initial um, you know business lessons and stuff that I learned from my dad. You know, over the years. But then that uh, taught me like a different different side of business in general. And I think it really helped a lot. Yeah, I love how you, you've you done a really good
0: job in just verbalizing the different sections of a business and, and that they, they all kind of counter-interact uh, and work together. But sometimes, most of the times, probably the listener right now in a six-figure business, like he or she's probably wearing multiple hats, you know, and sometimes it's hard to differentiate even. They know they're wearing multiple hats, but it's hard to know like, okay, I got to take, my customer service hat off, and I got to put my sales hat on because I need to be able to make sure I charge accordingly, and and then make sure I show value so that way
1: this customer buys, or whatever hat it is that we're interchanging, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that is one thing um, you have to know. So many different things, you know, when starting a business. Like you just, I don't know that you can really just be an expert in one thing. You know what I mean? Like you got to know a little bit about accounting and sales and marketing and. Uh, management and just you know HR, you know there's so many different things you have to learn. Um, yeah, you know I've just absorbed that and learned it over the years, I guess. So
0: yeah, and I'm sure there's been people that you've been around and and like you said, family and stuff. And so maybe we can dive into some of that with some of your decisions. But it, you've you've been around entrepreneurialism for, for a long time. It sounds like even at a, at uh, you know being a young guy yourself right now. So um, let's 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 go to the bad decision um, question that I sent over to you. So. I want to know what that bad decision is, but really what I'm looking for here is for the listener, they've got their pen and their paper. Like this is the kind of show that we're on. Like they're hustlers, they're ready to go, okay? And so they're they're waiting for you to share with them something that they shouldn't do. Like don't don't waste your time on this. What what would that be?
1: Yeah, so I would say probably the biggest uh bad decision I made was not clearly defining uh, a business relationship at the beginning and like what I wanted to get out of it you know what okay. i mean so i would yeah. encourage listeners you know to if you're going to start a business or you're going to start a you know you know like i say a partnership or whatever with somebody else make sure you clearly define what you want you know make sure you have the terms worked out make sure you know how you're going to exit you know like all these things yeah. need to be figured out in advance as much as possible because if you don't figure them out then you know maybe the other person had different Ideas in mind of what they wanted out of it, you know what I mean, and it just causes yeah. animosity and friction, and it's just not a good, good situation to be in. So I would say just make, spend some time to think about what you want to do, what you want to get out of a project or a business or whatever, and then make it happen, and you know, spell it out clearly.
0: Yeah, it's obviously unbelievable advice, <clears throat> and that that you're getting right now as a listener. But you know, I'm starting a business. I'm excited, and Luke's telling me. That I should be thinking about how it's going to end, <laughs> but I'm just getting started. Luke, what do you mean? Like, how, how do I get to that place where, right? Even in my excitement, right? Like, of like, oh, we're just getting rolling. We're gonna make all this money and da 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 da. But then, mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking about
1: how it could possibly end. What? How right. do I get there? Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, I would say you just have to think big. Like think. What is the best possible scenario that I, I can see for this business happening? You know, am I going to, is it going to be worth a hundred million dollars someday? Am, you know, is this just going to be a project that gives me a steady paycheck, you know, for several years? And then I move on to something else. Like what, what are you expecting? What's the best thing you're expecting out of it? Then what are the, you know, steps that it's going to take to get there? Obviously, you got to kind of have a, a game plan, a roadmap to get to sure. that point. Sure. And yep. then if you have other parties involved, you know, do they have the same vision as you? Do you, you know, do they want to? You know, make it a hundred million dollar company and you have a you know a smaller vision in mind. Like you got, you have to be aligned with your partners or, you know, people that are in investing or whatever, you, you know, people that are involved. Um, and then you just have to put it in writing and make sure that you both agree, you know, with everything and then go from yeah. there. So it is difficult, especially when you're just getting started to think about all those things. But it's, in my opinion, it's critical just to avoid any animosity, any confusion, any roadblocks, you know. Before you even get started, well, before you get too far along, like you could, you could go ahead and start something and prove that it's a viable thing, you know. Before you do all that, but I would say as early as early on as possible, I would recommend it.
0: And and for the guy who doesn't, you know, have a partnership or considering investors or he's just out there doing his own thing, um, would you say that it applies for him too to be able to sit down, think about what the best case scenario is, think about a
1: roadmap, all the things that you've given already. I think so. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have to go as detailed, but I think you know having a, a general outline of where you want to go and where you want to take the thing is very helpful. Just because it it helps guide your decisions. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not gonna you know make the wrong decision because you're not planning far enough in advance. You're not thinking big enough. That kind of thing. So I think it it does help. Maybe not as much as if you're with multiple people, but it definitely will help. Yeah, with the multiple people, you're like you
0: said, you're trying to keep away from. Issues, <laughs> more than anything, right? Um, but but even with right. yourself, it's like, look, I mean, if I can create a plan, you know, not everything goes to plan. We know that, but sure. it's going to guide your decisions, like you said. So, um, if you're taking notes right now, basically, just a quick recap of what Luke's talking about is: before you get started, or at least shortly along the way, you've got to be able to put some effort into just thinking. Like, don't don't get don't get so caught up in getting the next job or the next client. Trust me, we both are sales. Like him being in solar, I know he's a sales guy, <laughs> and I'm a am I'm, I'm a sales guy. So at the end of the day, like we're gonna both tell you that you need deals, you need new clients, you need new projects as quick as possible. But just like for a half second, think about what the best case, think about what the worst case could be. Create a plan. It seems a little cheesy, a little not, you know, like oh that like that's what everybody would say. But I promise you, even an hour writing some stuff down, um, be well worth. It sounds like you would agree. I would agree. Cool, man. Okay, so let's go to the good decision. Let's the the reverse. Like I'm just all about good decisions. Um, my own history is just a testament of just good decision after good decision. So hit us with hit us with the good
1: the good cream. Like what what came what rose to the top in your story? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it may be uh, along the same lines as you know a, a generic cheesy answer, but I think it's really critical is just like getting getting started with the businesses you know what i mean like that was the hardest most difficult thing for me and i had so much self-doubt and so much fear and like no i can't do this you know i i shouldn't do that you know like when i started the solar company specifically like like i didn't even consider that as an option at first like i knew all about solar and i'd been working for another company and doing that you know for years it took my friends encouraging me and being like hey why don't you just do this like you don't need to do all that other stuff and, you know, make less money and all this, like you can do it yourself. You know? And I'm like, no, that, that wouldn't work. But I just had to get, get over that hump. You know what I mean? And then the same yeah, thing man. with, uh, with simple grow, uh, I, like I saw the potential in it. Like my friend Dustin, uh, he brought the idea to me and was like, Hey, we should do this. And initially I was like, no, that's, that's a dumb idea. That wouldn't work. that Nope. You can't make money with worm maneuver. You know, that's right. Anybody, anybody would have already done that, you know? And yeah. so it just took some, um, uh, some research and you know thought and uh, me looking into it and being like, hey, this actually could work. You know, there's a there's a market here, and then we you know yeah. took this the step to get going, and it's just kind of gone from there. Like I think that is one of the hardest things in business is just believing that you can do it, and then actually taking the action to do it. Like so many people have great business ideas. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of myself that you know thought, hey, I should do this, but then they never actually do it. Yeah, and then that's what separates the ones that. Succeed, and the ones that just kind of, you know, get by and have, you know, a regular job or whatever, or a failing business because they don't actually take the risk and take the chance to to get going. Yeah. How do you like? Okay. I mean, I appreciate you saying all that because it's so
0: true. But even more than that, you were super vulnerable about self doubt and just like that mindset of like, ah, like sounds like a good idea, but I'm nervous. I'm scared. I hesitate. Whatever emotion you want to insert into that sentence. So, how, if someone's listening going to that going, oh my gosh, Luke, that's me, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Like, how, how do they get to that place where they just go, you know what, wipe that out of my brain, take action?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it, there's several, several things involved. Like, one, um, and I think you're going to mention it later, is just like self development, like building up your own mindset, studying things that, you know, from other people that have won. Like, I read a ton of books, um, you know, about business and business development and just personal right. growth and stuff like that getting to a, a certain point where you don't have that negative voice in the back of your head telling you, Hey, you can't do this all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it takes a long time to get past that point. Luke, you, um, you talking about brainwashing also, yourself, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. That's <laughs> a lot, you know, in a good way, I guess.
0: Yes. But, definitely uh, in a good way. I, I mean, I, I joke obviously, but, but, but in a good way, right? Like get rid, why, why would you not want the the voice inside of your head on a regular basis, telling you, dude, you can do that. Solar business, sure, right? Uh, uh simple right. grow, worm manure, yeah, let's go. Like, why would you? Why would you not want that voice? You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because from the time that we're, you know, little all the way, you know, up till now, it's like the world just kind of like beats you down by telling you you can't do things, or you know, like sure. people that don't want to try, they try to pull you back to their level, and they're like, you know, I don't want you to succeed when I'm sitting here not succeeding. You know what I mean? So it's always. Yeah negativity. So you gotta it's really rare to be able to, you know, happen to get rid of that and block it out and just forget about it. And then I would say for people just to in general, you know, think about what the worst case scenario is if you if you started this and is it really that bad? You know what I mean? Like most of the time You put so much fear and things around the worst-case scenario, but you don't stop to think about what it actually would look like. You know, it's you're not gonna, you know, die if your business fails. You're still gonna bounce back. You're gonna do something else. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's always another path. And think about how many people before you have, you know, filed bankruptcy with one company, but then grown another company to billions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's always another path that you could take. And I would just encourage you the the best case scenario is a lot better um, if it succeeds than the worst case scenario is bad if it fails, in my opinion. So you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah, I love that perspective. Actually, you gave two perspectives. So if I'm recapping for the the
0: listener here of that, you know, just go for it. You don't have anything to lose. Like that was the second point there. And, and you're right. The the potential greatness or or the light at the end of the tunnel is actually brighter than you realize. The yep. good is really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. Um, but you'll never have it unless you take that initial step. And then the other thing that you said, uh, you're not going to die. Like it's not going to kill you. And, Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of David Goggins, you know, and he just, he has this mantra about himself obviously, but then even in his book, he just is like, look, dude, I'm not going to die. I'm like, he's put himself literally in situations where he was going to (laughs) die. And he's like this right here, this ain't going to kill me. Um, (laughs) And so quick, quick side note here. I, I I don't do this often, but it was two years ago. Um, my dad and I were in Wyoming. We're elk hunting. And we're like three and a half miles in. I just shot a beautiful bull. I'm, I'm actually about to hang him on the wall like later this week. Um, shot a beautiful bull and we're a couple miles in and we're quartering him up with another guy. And we're in bear country. So I got to like hike every single hundred pound quarter, like a third of the mile away. And then I come back, they've cut up another one. So I'm, I'm like, Almost two miles in, just carrying these hundred-pound quarters, just getting him away from the carcass, so we don't come back to bears tomorrow. And then we hang him in a tree. And so we're like eight and a half hours into this, wow. and we still got three miles to get back to the cabin. And so I got my forty-pound pack on. I got this hundred-pound antlers, head, skull, cape thing. You know that I'm just all the way out, right? Three miles, and it was a couple of hours, like probably three and a half hours that we it took us to go that 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 distance with all that weight. And uh, my dad was like, dude, I don't know what you're on And what I was on was what you were just saying, luke I literally kept telling myself every about 20 steps is I am not gonna die Freaking keep going Mm -hmm. You're not gonna die, bro. Keep going. You're not gonna die. You're not gonna die (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that, you know, helps somebody listening today But you're not gonna die dude. Like just go take the risk take the jump (laughs) take the action, you know, Let's, let's go
1: Yeah, I would agree and another thing I would add is like All the times I've thought, you know, worst case scenario, oh, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. It's never happened. You know what I mean? Like I've envisioned all these horrible, negative, terrible things that could happen or you know, feel like they're gonna happen, but it never actually happens. You know what I mean? Like you always figure out a way. You always like as long as you're willing to keep trying, keep going, you always figure out a way. Yeah. Yeah, there's a healthy fear there, actually, even. Like
0: I know you're saying basically don't have the fear, take action, but really what you're like the the layer underneath that is that if you have that fear, actually you can use it to good, which is you, you capture the, the best case scenario. Okay, so that's my plan. Well, what's the worst case scenario? Let me plan for that too. And then along the way, like you just said, you, you said it exactly, uh, which you know, music to my ears of just you get creative, you figure it out, you know, like mm-hmm. you're just not going to roll over, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. so um,
0: it's so good, man. Okay, so when you're thinking about decisions in your business, obviously we've gone over some good, some bad. Do you have like a process for making a decision or like any sort of like discipline that you follow around decisions?
1: You know, I don't have like a formal process, but I'll tell you what I do. Um, So like if I'm, if I've got a difficult decision to make, I'll just, you know, I've got a whiteboard in my office. I'll write down, you know, a few different ideas that come to mind, you know, like here's one option, here's another, here's another, here's another. And then I'll just start to, you know, shut myself off from all the other things for a while, spend some time thinking about each one, you know, like, and kind of the, what we were just talking about, you know, what's the best case? What's the worst case with this one? And and yeah. so on. And I'll yeah. I'll think about each one, and then you know through a, a series of you know pros and cons kind of thing, um, praying about it, you know, just asking God to help me, you know, make the right choice. You know, if it's yeah. if it's a, an important thing, um, all those things, I always come to a decision. You know what I mean? And, and then another thing is you kind of have to make a decision and not waffle. You know what I mean? Like I'm big on just making the decision and going for it. You know what I mean? Not yeah. Well, maybe I should do this, or maybe I should do this, or I'll leave an you know, escape route if I make this decision. You know what I mean? Like, just yep. make the decision and go is yep. what, I, what I prefer. Yeah. Go. I mean, if you're going to do it,
0: do it. Like, go all in.
1: Yeah, exactly. In,
0: in or out. Mm-hmm. I love what you said there about praying and, and asking for help there. You know, one thing um, that I've been re- doing recently is asking for help on the things that I don't probably need the help on but for my own purposes of like posture of my heart, asking for help in those places anyway, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's a little, just a little nugget for the, uh, for the listener there. So, um, all right. Speed round. You ready? Yeah. Speed round. Um, One word answers if you can, but I'm notorious for, for digging in and getting more information. So (laughs) don't be surprised if I dig in further. Um, (laughs) Luke, if you could only pick one metric, you can only track this one thing on a spreadsheet in all of your businesses. What would it be? Cash. Cash on hand, cash coming in. Give us, give us.
1: Well, you said one word, so I just shortened it to cash. But I love it. Yeah, I would say uh, cash flow, <laughs> like statement of cash flows, you know, what's coming in, what's going out.
0: Yeah, good. Are you making money? Yep. Good, good. Okay, what book would you recommend to a six-figure owner who's really trying to position themselves to go to seven?
1: Um, I like 48 Laws of Power by, mm-hmm. I think it's Robert Greene. Are you familiar with that one?
0: I am familiar with that one.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, good, uh, it's got so many lessons. Yeah, and, and, and he doesn't mind going old school.
0: He's pretty straightforward. I,
1: yeah, there's so many historical examples and like just unbelievable detail um, that he goes into on things that people have done. Successfully and lessons they've learned.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, um, you kind of answered this a little bit earlier, but do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs?
1: Uh, I have done a mastermind group before. I really loved it. I don't do one okay. now, um, but I do network. Uh, like LinkedIn is big. I make a lot of connections on there with business yeah. owners. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm part of like trade associations and stuff for solar. Go to um, conferences and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, man. It for me, uh, just to kind of echo some of your thoughts, because you know, uh, LinkedIn. I think that's actually how we met. I'm pretty sure, but whether it's a podcast or whether it's a relationship to a new vendor, like you just don't know what you don't know or who you don't know, and so putting yourself yeah. out there continuously. It sounds like was what, is, what do you do. Yep, that's awesome, man. Okay, and so last question: If you lost it all, Luke, everything, both businesses, even your family's business, you couldn't. You couldn't even run home to daddy's business or to your your mother and father-in-law. All the business that you know of that's around you is all gone tomorrow. What do you do?
1: So I would find a product and start an e-commerce store and sell it on Amazon.
0: Wow, just like that.
1: But you're not in that industry now.
0: Why, why would you go that direction? Uh,
1: well, we do sell Simple Grow on Amazon. So there you go. Yeah, so it's just, Powerful, like the 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 vast number of people buying stuff on Amazon is crazy, and not just Amazon, but on online. Um, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And just yeah. if you find a product that you know meshes well with people, like the sales volume could just be crazy. And I think yeah. you can, you know, it may not happen overnight, but you can scale it and you can grow it. And I think it's just a massive opportunity right now. Hundred percent. And so, so if you're if you're a listener right now and you're interested
0: in worm manure. You can find it on Amazon, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep, yep. You search for worm castings, organic, you know, worm castings, organic fertilizer, or even the brand name. You know, there's tons of things that pull it up. But yeah, that's you can awesome. Find Simple Grow worm
0: castings on there, dude. That's awesome. Um, all right, man. So, how can someone find you? I mean, we've had we've had a great time here, but you know, there's there's obviously more to you. And so, if someone wanted to connect with you, or maybe they want to buy your your uh, worm castings, how how can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to simplegrow.com. Uh, first off, that's our website. See the products. See all about us. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just you know, look up Luke Arthur. Um, our Facebook is simple or is uh, facebook.com/slash/simplegrow. Uh, we're on Instagram also. I think it's uh, slash grow soil on there. And uh, contact information through our website. You can email us or call us or whatever. So yeah, that's awesome, man. You've you've provided
0: a ton of value here today, and I love I love your perspective. Um, just obviously from an athlete to Someone who's who's grown up in in a household where your where your dad was an entrepreneur, I just think that you've given just a lot of really practical things here. Um, thanks for coming. Any any last thoughts for the uh, for the listeners uh, as a as a little as a little kickoff here? Anything that uh, you'd share with them as they're going about their business?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I've had a good time and I appreciate it um, for the listeners. I would say you know, like what I said earlier, just go for it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many people that second guess themselves into obscurity and don't ever don't ever do it. Yeah. And you only get one chance in life to do something uh, before it's you know the time's passed you by. So if you're yeah. thinking about doing something um, and you've done the research and think it's a good idea, just just try it. Even if it doesn't work, like I said, it's not gonna not gonna kill you, yeah. and you can uh, you know move on to the next thing. That's maybe that's what you were supposed trying to to get to all along. You know what I mean? Yep, I love it. We might have to title this uh, this pod. It's you're not gonna die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not gonna kill you. Uh, Well, dude, I appreciate you, Luke. Um, You've been an incredible uh, guest here today. And so you've given us uh, plenty to think about and take notes on. Um, We're going to have to follow the Simple Grow Trail and see uh, what kind of um, trillion dollar business you turn that into. (laughs) There you go. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group.